Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering Still Breathing. Enjoy the episode. That's right, folks. If you thought Travolting ended with last week's episode on the Twilight Golds, I have bad news for you. We are We're still breathing. breathing. That's right, folks. Yeah. We are still here. <laughs> still breathing. Yes. Still breathing. Still breathing, which is the name of this movie that yes. we are covering. It's 1997. We er- could have done better on that intro. It's fine. Okay. This 1997 erotic drama. I would call it an erotic drama. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not, maybe not that erotic. It's erotic. No, it's very erotic. Um, directed by James Ford Robinson. Um, yeah, that, that's the that's the the log James Ford Robinson, Jeff. Uh, it's basically the only thing he's done. Yeah, he only did. He's only done short films uh, other than this. Yes. Um, he directed. He's a Texan, native Texan. Uh, he made this movie that's kind of about Texas in some way. Some way. a lot of Texas in it. There's a lot of weird things in this movie. I don't know if I would claim this as a Texan though. You know what I would? You know what movie I would claim as a Texan though? What? Fucking Urban Cowboy. Oh yeah, baby. that's a good movie. That's <laughs> that, a good movie right there. That's a good there. Texas movie right there, bitch. Hey-ho! You know what's another movie I claim as a Texas? Laugh on the line, yeah. <laughs> Folks, Jeff and I, this is the second episode we're recording today. Jeff yep. and I have literally been on the same wavelength like yeah. all day long. We're we're on, we're connecting today. People are starting to confuse us as a I gay couple. I think we might start losing our connection in about ten minutes. <laughs> Well, when we start talking about our differing thoughts on this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, still breathing, as Jeff said, sort of a quasi erotic drama. I don't know if I really call it erotic. It's got some erotic moments, but not really. I mean, the title still breathing is even like even that is like not quite erotic. Like this isn't like built like a fi- uh, OK, thank you, Jeff. It's not built like a Fifty Shades of Grey esque erotic movie. It's not. It's not. What are you? He's raising his eyebrows at me. I'm like, there are no sex scenes. Right. So there was like a push away sex scene. And there's a lot of sexual innuendo. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, Brendan Fraser is in this movie. Yes. Before we get into the movie, I just want to do our little context at the beginning about Brendan Fraser and where he's at. Why are you saying it? voice like that <laughs> oh well baby <laughs> this is the last movie we're covering in the first era of our show oh shit you're right we yeah. haven't really talked about the fact that we're sticking to the travolting format of eras yeah um this is the last one in our era our first era which we're calling early hits and misses yeah yeah he, very he, original he had some hits and he had some misses <laughs> yeah it's a big be- it's a good like it's a decent beginnings era yeah a beginnings era um this is the last one of that so this will Next week we will be having like a retrospective on this era, but this is the movie that's closing it out because the next f- project he's going to be working on after this movie, George of the Jungle, George of the which Jungle, is what launches him into mega stardom. Yeah, full blown stardom, yeah. celebrity A list status. Yes. Um. So this movie's kind of his last hurrah as a like growing, growing, growing indie esque yes. actor. Um, indie esque quotations. Yes. Um. Key. So, 
I mean, I don't really have any context, other context for yeah. this, but other than... I just wanted to cover that up and say... Yeah, like, this yeah. Is... This will be like the last early hits yeah. and misses era that we cover. Um, and so it's still Fraser trying to figure out where he belongs uh, in the microcosm of Hollywood. I, I do want to say, like, I, I think it's a good movie to end on yeah. in his early hits and misses. I think this plays a lot to his strengths. I think so, too. Yes. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get into it. I know we have differing thoughts, but like yeah. just some preliminary thoughts. It's like, I think this movie has a lot of good qualities to it. It was just not as engaging for me personally as an audience member. Now, I can totally respect and hear. There are some movies where Jeff says he loves them and I have to yeah. scold him for it. Um, but this is a movie that I'm not going to scold you if you say you like this movie. Yeah. I'm not going to scold anybody if they say like this movie. Like, can totally see somebody being engaged throughout this entire yeah. movie. I... Uh, had to stop myself from falling asleep. I, w I would not say I was necessarily engaged throughout this whole movie in mm. the traditional sense. Because okay. see, here's the thing: like, this movie stars two people. Yes, this movie stars Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's fucking hot in this movie. Uh, Brendan Fraser is a snack in this. Are, movie. are we going to get right into it? But you know who his co-star is? Yeah. Say her name. Yeah. Say. Uh, uh, oh, or say the co-star's name, uh, Joanna Going. More like Joanna, get me going. Am I right? Va va boom. Oh, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That's this movie. Yeah, yes. Joanna going very attractive in this movie. Um, this is this is the reason I've wanted to talk about this movie is is because you have a thing for Jennifer going. No, I have a thing for that. This movie is basically a hundred and ten minutes of nothing happening. Yeah. Except two very attractive people just talking to each other. Yeah. And making sexual jokes at each other. That's the whole pitch of this movie. Look yeah, at my yeah. notes. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's great. I like I love that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through uh Joanna Goings. She's done based she was in House of Cards for a season. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff, but Fraser and Joanna Going look so are so attractive they and are. enthralling in this movie together. They are. I I I don't. I deny have that. long contended the hottest movie ever made is the is the Mummy. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, both incredible looking people look incredible together in that movie. In this movie, it's got a lot of the same energy, buddy. Is, Stuart, I'm, it, I'm getting horny on Maine for this episode. You, um, this is that's going to be the theme of this episode. Yeah. is Jeff being horny on, uh, on Maine. On Maine. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad Beck is not here. Um, <laughs> she is here. Um, where is she? Okay. <laughs> Enough, Jeff. Uh, but no. Yeah, I agree. This is two very attractive people. Um, we get it. You're still breathing. Um, this is, this is too very... Even that title thing. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Jeff is putting his mouth over the mic because he has to chew on something right now. <laughs> his eyes, like, rolled to the back of his head. <laughs> Jeff needs something in his mouth right now. And yes, I am putting it as horny as you could be. All right, all right. This is bad I'm audio still quality. Breathing. Come on, I'm still breathing. <laughs> yes, I know you are. Um, I, I I don't know what else to preface before we just dive right into this it. Movie's hot as fuck is what you need to preface as. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, should we start right away with the ranking because we do get Fraser right oh away? Oh my god! 
Fraser at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Which is why, cue the hair ranking. Number fucking one. 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 Jeff, look at my notes at the top right here. Number, Number fucking, fucking one. one. Number fucking one. Because, because if you guys listened to our episode on Twilight of the Golds uh, last week, I preface that he has like the floof of a hair. <laughs> yeah. Jeff is so like, <laughs> Jeff, don't unbuckle your pants. Put your pants back up. No, Jeff, no, don't reach. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Jeff, stop doing that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my. Where's the tissue box? Oh, come on. Oh, my God. That's literally what you're doing right now, Jeff. <sighs> Tell me I'm wrong. And so um, he has the same, please, Jeff, for the sake of our audience's speakers in their cars. Um, <laughs> I just gave you a nice little rumble. Uh, if you listen to our episode on Twilight of the Golds last week, I mentioned that uh, Tr- Fraser's hair looks mighty fine. It's a nice long shoulder length floof. Yeah. This is the exact same hair. I swear to God, he films this probably a month after Twilight of the Golds. It ha- it's the exact same hair. but The hair grows out to the right length. One difference, though. What? Is he's got facial hair. And oh my oh, yeah. god! Okay, I, okay. Give me, give me five seconds. <sighs> okay, yes. Uh, Brendan Fraser's look Stuart. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should we just stop recording so we can like jerk off and come back? No. no. Keep going. Keep going. We gotta keep this energy. Well, so still breathing, Brendan Fraser. Oh my god. I just he, the picture of him in this movie is my, is my desktop background for our computer. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Look at them both. There's Look a at, um. Oh, oh my god. God, he looks so handsome. He's got nice scruff with a with a not with a non porno stash mustache yeah. on his lip. It's actually a decent looking oh, mustache. He's looking great. He's looking like a snack. This, I mean, oh my goodness, and he's like. Fit. He wore tank tops oh a lot. God, he's got the vibe. He's got the he's energy. Got the look. He's got the vibe and energy of a dude leading the human pack in a zombie apocalypse, holding mm. a hatchet. You know what I mean, you know right? What, you know what energy he's got in this movie. What energy does he have? He's got the energy of a guy in Texas who makes Karens, baby. <laughs> when we say Karens, we mean those rock stone stack formations. Karens, Karens, yeah, Karens. Uh, so yeah, he's number one. Yeah. This is number one, without a doubt, and I, I think this is gonna be. I haven't. It's gonna be hard to beat. It's gonna be really hard to beat. Be very hard to beat. Um, still breathing. Mm. Uh, okay. Should we just get into the movie finally? Yeah, we let's, talk- just, let's okay. do it. Okay, let's do it. So, uh, we begin in Texas. Yes, we begin in Texas, San Antonio, Texas, to be exact. The Alamo. Yes. Remember the Alamo. Uh, the stars Fraser at night are is... big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Okay. Fraser is cutting out newspaper and magazine clippings yeah. of women's faces. Yes. Because he's a cool guy. Because he's an interesting guy. Um, okay. Can I just lay out Fraser real quick? 
Sure. I just want to lay out his deal in this movie. Lay out Fraser. So in this movie, Brennan, what's even his name? He's playing Fletcher. Fletcher. Brennan Fraser is playing Fletcher, a San Antonio, Texas native. He's a street performer. He does puppetry for children. And then at night, he has visions. I'm not saying like he just has dreams. He has literal visions of his one true love. It's apparently been passed down his family for generations. Yes. That they have magic visions of their true love. Yes. And he detects a woman. And he's like, he's cutting out newspaper clippings to try and make her yes. out of the clippings. Yes. He's like, and he has a whole wall of women. And folks, if you think this reveal of Fraser's ability comes in, what, 10 minutes of the movie, 15 minutes of the movie, mm. 20 minutes? No, it's the first fucking thing yeah. we see. And the movie does not have any other supernatural overtones to it, besides the fact that he has magic visions. Yes. That's it. Um,. But he's a puppet master. He lives near the Alamo. Yeah, he's a puppet master who lives near the Alamo. He does street performing. Yeah, and he has magic visions. Oh, he, he has... also plays in a jazz band. Yes. Meanwhile, we cut to Hollywood, California. Yes. Not Los Angeles, California. Hollywood, yes. California. Where we get Joanna Going, who plays Rosalind. Yes, or Roz for short. Or Roz. Yeah. Um, Ross, how cool is that? <laughs> I am Ross, how cool. If you like to make an appointment, and I'm here to fulfill Ross, how cool's destiny. Um, really and we dog. start with Joanna going voiceover narration over Hollywood, California, and she's based. It's a short voiceover narration. <laughs> <laughs> it would be extremely painful. Are you done? Oh, so you came back to die with your city. Are you are you done? No. Okay. I'll get back to stop you. <laughs> Remember when we said we're gonna be done by a certain time? <laughs> Fire rises. Okay. I should start Bring I should cancel my here. dinner plans. People come for her. I'm gonna Call my date, say I gotta move to a different day. <laughs> uh, okay, so she does voiceover narration. And... <laughs> this one broke Stuart. That one broke him. <laughs> He's crying, folks. It was, it was a, do you feel in charge? Get the fuck out. I'm turning your mic off. I'm just going to blast through this. I can't deal with this anymore. All right. So Joanna Goey does voiceover narration. No, I'm, turn, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Mic off. Oh, my God. She does voiceover narration. And the crux of it, it's basically saying that she doesn't believe in like true love anymore. Yeah. Because she's been taken advantage of yeah. by other men. And, and then she's walking down the street and she gets attacked by a guy on the road. Yes. And it's like, okay, yeah. Which Fraser sees in a vision. Yes. He because sees a after vision. this happens, Fraser wakes up. He's like, no. And he's able, and he sees certain visions. He sees visions of Formosa. I think that's what it is, right? Uh, yes, Formosa. Which is not a city in Taiwan, which is what Fraser thinks. It's actually a cafe. In Los Angeles, what what are you doing, okay. Jeff? Right, Formosa. Okay. So um, at this point, we stick with Rosalind for a little while, 
Um, the attacker gets hit by a car and dies, basically. Yes. And before she runs to the Formosa Cafe, she robs him, runs to the yes. cafe, then calls the cops. She then sits with this uh, couple. Yes. Where she talks to this, uh, this foreign French gentleman. Oh, this me. How you do, Thomas? Um, so, Rosalind is a con artist. She woos this French gentleman to take her out on a date. Yeah. She cons him into buying her this painting, which she says is $14,000. This is a fake art studio yeah. that her and her compatriots uh, yeah. uh, devise. He buys her this painting. It scores them 14 grand. And then, you know, she talks to her compatriots who, and thieves that they're invo she's involved in. And then she has to have this guy over at her place where she has to like get rid of him and so her plan to do that is oh like i'm not feeling too well like can we just stay home and order in he's like oh yes that's totally fine let me take care of you it's like and he tries to kiss her he's like oh no please i'm really not feeling well yeah. it's like well what can i get you it can get you a pill it's like there's aspirin in my bedroom yeah. so he goes to her bedroom at her house and it's filled with, with aids and hiv memorabilia yeah this part a little well, insensitive well it it fits for like she's a con artist yeah and she sets this up to can like to Convey. get it to scare him away yeah which it succeeds at right and he runs and off. so he runs off uh fletcher fraser is putting all these dream vision clues together and finds out that the love of his life is in formosa taiwan yes so he's gonna book a flight to taiwan yes he's a layover in la right and so he gets to L.A., and that's when he is sitting next to a lady who's reading a book, and he notices something. He says, ma'am, can I borrow this? And steals the book yeah. out of her hands. And he sees the Formosa, Formosa Cafe, Cafe in Los Angeles. And there's a cute, cool little shot here because it like starts looking at the cafe in the book, yeah. and then it pans up. And it's like the yeah, book, the actual, it's cafe. Like the actual cafe. It's like a pretty cool shot. I did a similar shot of that in the short that I did once. So yeah. Good to know I pulled from the best movie ever made. There you go. Um, there you go. But... You know, I just quickly want to say that his flight uh, gets delayed at LAX because LAX fucking sucks. It's the worst <laughs> airport in the country. It is. Besides Atlanta. I, I Every time I... Atlanta's I've, pretty bad. I've flown to LAX multiple times. Every time I get off the fucking plane, it's like, follow these signs for baggage claim. And 30 minutes later, you emerge out of some like service corridor into the baggage claim area a mile and a half away from where your flight uh, deboarded. Yeah. The bags don't come out for 30 minutes. 30 more minutes, been like two and a half hours at this point. You finally get it. And then it's like, all right, um, our Uber ramp is under construction. So you have to take a shuttle. Get in the fucking shuttle. Go all the way across the parking lot. You wind up like at this like bus loading zone where like Ubers are coming in. You call your Uber. 30 minutes later, it takes the Uber to like do all these figure eights to get in there. Get in the car and it's already racked up to $60 charge. The worst fucking airport in the country. Do you have an LAX experience recently, Jeff? I've had like three LAX experiences recently. Damn, that sucks, bro. The worst airport in the country. Yeah. It's terrible. And you think putting that big LAX outside of it's like, LAX, bro, yeah, LAX. So he goes to Formosa Cafe. Meanwhile, Rosalind is working on her next con. Yes. And she's with all these women getting in like their little con gowns. Little and it's like their little circle. Yeah. And they're talking about yeah. what who they're trying to hit up. And she gets they're a very, tip. It's, it's a very similar group to the uh, to the uh, the like con artist stripper group in Paradise City. Yeah. Similar energy. Similar energy. And so um, 
she gets the tip that there's this guy coming in from Texas who they arranged a date with each other. Yeah. Um, who's this rich dude who has a lot of money and all that yeah. stuff. And so that's her next spot yeah. where she's going to go. So, like, we don't know the guy's name, but we know he's rich and he's from Texas and he's going to be at the Formosa Cafe. Mm. And she's like, and she's like, well, if we don't know the name, how hard can it be? How many guys from Texas are going to be in the cafe? Right. Cut to Fraser sitting at the bar. This guy, like, fucking Doug Dimmodome looking ass <laughs> walks in. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you from Texas, son? He's like, oh, he's like, yeah. he's like holding the lasso in the air. <laughs> he's coming in. He has to, like, tuck his bowl down. It's like, yeah, he, he tucks the bowl down. <laughs> he, like, saddles his horse to the post out front. It was just my whole life on the horse. <laughs> He's, he walks in carrying a giant jug of oil, with like it's a fifty-gallon hat. Yeah, it's amazing. He's like, "All right, uh, where are we gonna go today, son?" Have a saloon and room. <laughs> and uh, Fraser, Fraser, who's doing like a light accent? It's just like very oh, light. fancy meeting another Texan in here. Yeah, and then this guy's like, they, "Oh yeah, man, but you from Texas? You know, the oil and gas company." And they shake hands, and he walks away. Uh, we're, we're gonna make so much money on this Native American uh, land. We gonna rip it all up. It's funny, actually. After he comes in, George W. Bush actually walks, <laughs> playing himself, walks in after him. He's like. A mission accomplished. It makes no sense. It, he leaves. And then after that, John Travolta from Urban Cowboy yeah, he comes walks in. T- it's in. crazy. And he starts dancing in there. Yeah. And then it gets even crazier because John Travolta from Life on the Line yeah. walks in. <laughs> and there's five guys from Texas in yeah. the Formosa Cafe. They actually, it turns way. out that this Formosa Cafe is hosting the Texas convention <laughs> and every Texan <laughs> is coming. But no. um, so eventually, uh, Rosalind walks yeah, in. Yeah, Mr. Like oil barons like i'm gonna go take a leak and she and he, walks like, in he, like opens up his oil canister uh <laughs> but she walks in she sees fraser at the bar and she looks at him he looks at her she looks at me and i look and at him and she looks at me yeah and i look at the him ten- the sexual tension immediately there exactly that's yeah. what i was trying to get to it's like they're just kind of looking at each other right away yeah. i have to commend these two actors chemistry in they're this good. movie they're all oh, baby good they're together good. The last time I saw chemistry that good was Jamie Lee Curtis and was Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta in the 1985 picture Perfect. Good movie. Great um, movie. Ah, uh, not a great movie. movie. It's a okay yeah. movie. Yeah, but movie. really really fucking good chemistry. Yeah. That's actually I think a really good um comparison. Yes. This movie's hotter, but very good comparison. Perfect's pretty fucking hot. They're I mean, sweaty, but this is like <laughs> They're really fucking sweaty. Yeah, they're really sweaty. The computer scene where she types, do you want to fuck? Oh. I mean. Come on, Jeff. The the problem is. Jeff, come on. No, here's the thing. Come on. Here's the thing. I I would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that several weeks after we did that episode, we got an even better sexual computer scene. When Hugh Jackman orgasms to defend Swordfish (laughs) to to successfully hacking the Department of Defense mainframe. Okay, fair point, fair point. Um, So she walks up and is like, hey, uh, uh, or no, Fraser was the first one who initiates conversation because he looks at her and immediately he gets like the goosebumps from his visions. And he's like, I feel like I know you. And she's like, well, are you from Texas? (gasps) Godoing! And it turns out he is. He is from Texas. And so she makes the connection and thinks that this is the oil baron tech company rich guy that she's supposed to woo and steal his money. And so he, but he's like, oh, this is like my future wife, basically. 
So he's like, oh, well, I actually got to get back to my friends or whatever. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, please, like, you know, stay here with me. I feel like I know you and we need to, we should, you know, talk and, you know, spend some time together or whatever. This is the strangest way to pick up a girl at a cafe. Yes. I mean, I've tried it once before and it did not work. (laughs) (laughs) With the whole, like, you're my future wife. I've seen it in my visions. Yeah. I'm going to tell you folks that moved. My name's. George McFly, you're my, <laughs> my density. Dest- <laughs> you're what? Oh, uh, my destiny. <laughs> oh, hey, McFly. <laughs> thought I told you never come in here, butthead. Oh, good pull. Good pull. Good pull. Uh, and so they meet up and then she thinks he's the guy she's going to con. Yeah. He is in the impression that she is a future wife. So they go on a first walk yeah. together. I wrote this down. I kind of, I'm proud of myself for this. Their first meeting starts a little rocky <laughs> because he shows her how to make a Karen. Yes. Um, which is kind of, I mean, that's how I start all my dates. <laughs> as, as, uh, we're walking. She's like, give me your hand. And you like, put a pile of rocks like, in their hand. What hands? do you like to do for a living? I'm like, give me your hand. And then I built a Karen on their hand, which is just code for a pile of rocks. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a pile of rocks with meaning stacked on top of each other. You with stack meaning. the rocks with. Cur- I'm going to say though, cause I wrote down first meeting starts off a little rocky, which is also literal yeah. in the sense that, you know, it's a little awkward. There's some yeah. tense moments yeah. there. He says like, Oh, so that means LA is a good fit for you. It's like, no, I said, I like you here. I'm, I didn't say it was a good fit. fit. So like, it, I, I like that. I like, you know, it's not always like, Oh, mm. she's immediately falling for him. Like there's a little step back and forth here until eventually Fraser does the pro move. And he says, Oh, well like I make Cairns. And he's like, what is that? Give me your hand. And he makes a nice, beautiful. Oh Yeah. I thought this scene was fucking hot. Stuart. I wrote down like, but then he makes Stuart. a rock monument on her hand Stuart. like a pro. You're going to have to get a leash for me. <laughs> Son of you barking like a dog. <laughs> it's very Woof. hot. It's Woof. actually very attractive. Bark, bark, yeah. Bark. Okay. Down boy. Um, it's a very attractive moment here. Uh, is, is Becca looking out at you? No. Okay. Uh, I suppose you bark like a dog in the living room's normal in this household. <laughs> Regular behavior. Uh, and she falls and cuts her knee. And I forgot to mention this, but um, Rosalind had a dream prior to meeting uh, Fletcher of her as a child having a cut on her knee and a young little boy covering her yeah. cut with his own shirt. Yes. So flash forward back to where we are in the movie. She falls and cuts her knee, and then Fraser's first instinct is to cover her cut yeah. with his own shirt. Yeah. And she sort of freaks out. She's like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then eventually, like, I think I should just go. And then uh, they they part ways. Why does she have a throwing knife and a log in her apartment? Because she's a cool person. I guess so. She's throwing a knife at a log. He, he builds cairns in his house. <laughs> I suppose that's true. The problems they're throwing, having a log. She throws a knife at. So, but she's back at her, her place. He's back at his hotel, and they're both like moping about, you know, how, you know, they saw each other and how interesting that experience was. Yeah. She gets out the phone and is thinking about calling him, and then her phone rings. Yeah, and it's Fletcher. Yeah. It's like, how did you get this number? It's like, I called the operator and said, I, can I get the house on Summerdale and Sycamore yeah. or whatever it is? And I was at, and they were very helpful. I was able to find you. And so they have a conversation. Uh, they talk. And then she invites him back to the Formosa. Yeah. Where 
he meets up with Rosalind and Rosalind's other yeah, con. like her con friend who's like playing up being a shitty guy. Yeah, to make her appear more desirable and him jealous. Yeah, doesn't work. Doesn't work because he's just like is like you deserve better than this guy. <clears throat> yeah. So then, so I guess it actually does kind of work. So Ro- Rosalind actually invites Fletcher over to hit her yeah. place. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get it. It's getting a little old. We're 30 minutes into the podcast. Yeah, your point being. Uh, <laughs> he's still breathing. He's still uh, breathing. So this is a great scene. Yeah. Because they start do you getting explain, down. They start do you getting want to explain, dirty. They start getting all funky. Do you want to explain what happens in the scene, Jeff? And then, she, and then he's like, let's hold off. You're forgetting the projector thing. Oh, my God. <sighs> He put his mouth over the mic again. <laughs> Jeff really needs something in his mouth right now. <laughs> oh, gross. I'm going to wash this. <laughs> yeah, you should. saliva on it. <laughs> <laughs> Salvinating on the microphone. I'm going to have to replace the foam on this, on these. Yeah, I'm going to have to wash this foam. So he, she has like a collection of 35 millimeter film stills yeah. and a projector screen. He's like, oh, like, let me see some of your work. So he puts, activates the projector screen, starts putting in the photos, and it first starts aiming at the wall. Yeah. And then she walks in front of the projector beam, yeah. and she takes off her shirt. And then he, as she walks around the room, he follows her around the projector screen yeah. beam, and it's like, this is an interesting way of seeing your work. Yeah. It's very tense. Yeah. It's very steamy, and then oh he gets God. up. The steam. And then they start. The steam actually left the TV and instead of filling my room. They start making out in the midst of the projector put, screen. Things put are getting my humidifier hot, out, turn on full blast. Hot and heavy. And then that's when when things get, the heat cranks up a little bit. Mm. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We should stop this. Like, oh, you don't want me? It's like, no, no, no. It's just not how I imagined yeah, I wanted, it. I wanted to mean something. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> I wrote down kind of a beautiful scene. Love that scene. Beautiful. Very good. Doesn't even begin to describe that scene. Um, and then the next day, he calls her up and says, I'm going to take you to Texas. Yeah, which is like kind of like a... Yeah, he goes from zero... Like if you've go, you gone through such a steamy scene as that... He went from just zero like, miles an oh, hour... I'm going to bring you to Texas. He, he did a steady increase to like five miles an hour and then floored it to 90. Yeah. Floored it to 90 miles an hour. He did everything except yeah. for propose. If if it's like I'm gonna take you and I'm like hot, 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 and he's like Texas and I'm like all right. What would be hot after I'm gonna take you though? I'm gonna take you to Maui, baby. There's that one guy later in the movie who wants to bring her to fly. I mean, in terms of what the movie's trying to get at, it like makes sense because he's more about authenticity than show showiness, uh, yeah. and you know. So it's it's hot in context later in the movie, but at the moment you're kind of like right, Texas. But they go to Texas together. They do go to Texas together. on like a second date. Yes. Just. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not what I did for a second date. Yeah. Uh, and so, did you do Burger King, McDonald's for a second date? What did I do for a second date? I think we went to the zoo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, shows her his place, and she sees all like the decorative, like yeah. magazine news clippings. Um. There's a very beautiful shot, which is the desktop of your yes wallpaper of your desktop yes. computer, and I encourage people to watch this movie or look up the this. If you yeah. literally type in 
Brendan Fraser's still breathing, yeah, you get more, this picture. you're going to get this picture. And it's him standing, wearing like a... a, a Looking like a snack. He's wearing like a, a wife beater. Um, he's wearing a, a wife beater and a tan jacket. And in the background are all the photos on the wall. Yeah, of all the women. But it's all the faces. Yeah, it's all the faces of women he's trying to picture. And they're all around his head. Yes. Beautifully poetic image. But also just a nice composite, nicely composed shot. And then it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there because the reverse shot is... Rosalyn, yeah, with her back turned on him, looking at him through a mirror. Yes, another face in the wall. Another face in the wall. Our film broness is like sweat swelling right now. We got to put an ice pack to hold down the swelling. Um, so like I wrote down like I love the dialogue. And I love Fraser in this. Um, both are doing very good performances, mm-hmm. but I think Fraser's like really taken it away from me. Yeah, because like here's the, here's the only problem I have a little bit with um, Joanna Going's character, yeah. and it's not her performance; it's yeah. how she's written. Yeah, she's because like it builds her up as like she's his con artist, but then like she almost stops trying to con him yeah. after the, I mean, set the first is- date. There's basically no characters in this movie. It's just two very attractive actors playing two very attractive sex objects. Yeah. but I, I think, And for this movie, kind I, of a good thing. It's kind of the point. I, I think Fraser is able to add a little bit more yeah. depth to it, though. Yeah. Whereas I feel like... I mean, literally this movie writes a magical ability in to get around the fact that it has no interest in explaining how they met. R- right. Um... But I don't know. I just feel like you know, with Fraser, he has a little bit of depth to it, both yeah. in his performance and in his how his character's written. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Joanna Goings has all the work ahead of her yeah. because her character it's like she's a con artist. What does she do the rest of the movie? Con people. Not really. Yeah, she, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. So it's like, what does she do? Not, mm. She just kind of goes along with whatever Fletcher tells her he wants yeah. to do. Um, and so there's a cute little interaction with one of Fletcher's friends, Cameron. The guy who plays Cameron, this little cute little scene yeah. is I kind of like uh, that. Yes. Um, Toby Huss. This, plays Cameron. it's around this. This is like the halfway mark of the movie. Believe it or not, folks, we're about halfway through the movie at this point, mm-hmm. and it's right here where I start to lose interest because all of the notes that Jeff look, all of the notes yeah. I wrote from here to here, yeah, that's halfway through the movie, which means all of this that I wrote right here. You don't have much. I don't have much. Well, that, that's essentially the rest of the movie. It does. It like the movie is essentially over at that point. Yeah, she's in Texas with him, and the rest of it is just like them going sec- around. It's just sexy scenes of the two of them. Yeah, which is like that's the juice of the movie. That's I, I just I wrote down little phrases like the rose window. Yeah, he takes her to yeah, like the a tr- Alamo or some shit. Some uh, architect old yeah. church place and there's a rose window yeah. and there's a story behind the rose window about a love yeah. interest and it's literally like a 50 shades of gray scene he brings her to this place so that he can say some mild stories so they can look hot and feel hot together i guess that's so. the purpose of that scene. i guess so yeah he does some puppetry for a sick girl which uh has her like oh he's a nice guy too yeah um there's a big family party where his grandmother shows up and is like, oh, you're the girl from the visions. Well, that's the thing is before the party, he tells her about this dream he had 
but he doesn't go super into depth yeah. about it, but he just says, like, I just, you know, I have these, like, visions where, and my dad had these visions, and my grandfather had these visions about how they meet, you know, the love of their life. And he 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 basically says it as surface level as that. He doesn't yeah. go further into depth about it because we're going to get a more deep yeah. reveal about it later when he tells her about specific things about yeah. the visions, which freak her out a little bit. Yeah. But he leaves it at that. And then there's the family party. And this is where things sort of make her feel uncomfortable because it's what's weird about this is it's part of the family culture. Yeah. They that have the this... men have visions about their yeah, future the love, wives, their future wives. And so the party circled around Fletcher bringing home his future wife, essentially. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, you're the girl from the vision. Well, and rightfully so. She's and like, she's rightfully a little disturbed. Yeah, she's rightfully a little disturbed. It's like, why is everybody staring at me like yeah. I'm a like a display show yeah. or something? And so... And he's uh, like, but we were meant for each other. Right, because then um, he she first then discovers that he's not rich. Yeah. He's a street performer. Yes. Um, who does puppetry and all that stuff? Hot though. Well, but it, Set me up it, with a it goes fully against like what the initial reason she was there to do in yeah. the first place—that he's not the guy that she was yeah. supposed to meet at the Formosa—and that's when uh, Rosalyn is gonna leave, and he says, "It's like I don't well, think you understand. It's like I saw you get attacked by a man with a gun." Yeah, and like he's like very specific about these visions, yeah. and. But it doesn't sway her. She still. Well, th this is when I think we got the the weirdest line in the movie actually comes up, because mm. he he looks at her and he's like, "Please don't be jo Joanna going. Please be Joanna staying." And it's it's a little strange because she's playing Roz in the movie. Um, uh, I thought it was weird that he said that, but she's uh, dissuade not uh persuaded by his words and remains Joanna going. Jeff has, like, got the stupidest grin on his face. Like, you've just made a funny joke. That's because I did make a funny joke. Not funny. Um, but she leaves. The rest of the 20 minutes of this movie, yeah. very minimal dialogue. Do you notice that? Yeah. And Jeff's dry heaving the mic again. Oh, my God. Stop. You're going to take the phone off. That's the goal. I know. He wants I got to wash it. He wants to take, he wants to take off the protection. Uh, um, so she leaves this is what I wrote down this is why partly I lost interest yeah. is Rosalind leaves but after some soul searching she comes back to Fletcher yeah. uh, there's like, that's my last note it's basically shots of him destroying a cairn that he built for her because he's upset and then her just lying sultry in bed smoking a cigarette and it's basically that for about five minutes and then she comes back and she finds him sleeping adult baby she draws a picture of him sleeping mm -hmm. on the same pad. He was drawing pictures of his, oh, oh yeah, the same picture she was drawing of his Jeff. woman he's looking for. Jeff, come on. And then she goes out, and she's lays in like this bed of leaves. It's like a bed of wake, ivy. Yeah, and a bed of ivy, and he wakes up, and he finds this picture. <laughs> stop. Jeff, stop. <laughs> rocking the table. Rocking, rocking the, the table. Jeff, stop, please. You're going to knock something over. Um, yeah, and then that's where the movie ends. Yeah. Very. Yeah, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, no. The last shot of the movie. It's her in like an inner tube floating down a river. Yeah. And then he comes up next to her in another inner tube. They make out in the inner tubes on this like shallow river. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Um, and that's still breathing. Yeah. So, I mean, where did we part ways in this movie, though? Because, like, I thought this movie is has good some good writing it's good performances it's it it achieves like its goal of being like you know a hot sweaty movie with these two attractive people in it but i i mean it's all very surface superficial text and i i I got this is a superficial movie that doesn't have much to say which is some hot people walking around and i said this is a superficial movie with not much to say which is some hot people walking around yeah, so I guess that's where our yeah. opinions divide more or yeah. less. So, but I I could totally understand people liking this movie, um, like you, and other people, and I don't necessarily recommend people not watching this movie. I think you should watch. I think people should watch this movie. Um, if anything, just to get you know the vibe for yeah. uh, Joanna going and Brendan Fraser's chemistry, which is pretty good in this yeah. movie. Um. I won't say it's like the best chemistry yeah, I've seen right. on screen. It's still, it doesn't top. Um, it doesn't top John Travolta and Jamie Lee Lynn yeah. Curtis. Um, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. And I think this is an excellent display of Brendan Fraser's tops and being like, romant- looking like a snack, looking like a snack, and being a romantic heartthrob. Actually, I do want to make a correction. Brendan Fraser's not a snack. He's the main chorus baby. Yes. <laughs> Put him on that table. Lather them up in some butter. Ugh. A little seasoning on top. Ugh. Ugh. So, Jeff, do you have any post-text uh, in this movie? Or are you still, like, sweating? I'm sweating like a dog. I know you are. Um. So, yeah, this <laughs> I do actually have one funny bit of post-text. Uh, this movie mostly just makes a festival run. It doesn't make a... Uh... Do you know how this movie was released? How, how was it released? This movie was released at Blockbuster Video. <laughs> No, no, this this should have been a theatrical release. Here's the thing. It was released theatrically in a very small sense. Limited release? Very limited release. Um, It had a little uh, festival run. Brendan Fraser won the Golden Space Needle Award from the uh, Seattle Film Festival. Uh, Okay. Uh, Which is uh, an award. (laughs) But this movie is the uh, the first only a blockbuster exclusive home video release, and wow. I say what a great idea, because this is such a blockbuster movie. This is such a movie like you get a blockbuster and you bring home and you have a good night with. Uh, yeah, sure. Bring it, bring it home for you and your date. You, oh, um, you're doing something that night. Um, um, yeah. Maybe you're not finishing the movie, but when you put this thing on, that's guaranteeing some action. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not able to find like what its budget was, but I know it says its domestic box office was two hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Probably not covering the cost of yes. what it made. But this movie doesn't. But it clearly made it all back at Blockbuster. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, this movie doesn't read as like an expensive movie, but mm. definitely like it costs money. It costs money. They're filming at the Alamo. It costs money. Yeah, and it's Brendan Fraser. He's yeah. probably banking it at least. Yeah, he's making good money. A couple hundred thousand. So yeah, this, I'm sure this lost money. Yeah, but like, why didn't they put it in mass theatrical release? It could have wide release. It could have. Mm. I think this could have like been decent. It could have made like at least like a, a half its money mm. back. But like, yeah, I don't know. I seem very self-destructive to me. Yeah, 
So I don't know. Yeah, all I'll say is you know the only post section you need about this movie is that you know is Jeff's come on the floor. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's supposed. This movie is probably responsible for at least five babies. This movie is responsible for at least five living, breathing human beings. Oh my god, who are our age now? Yes, who would be our age? Think about that. Yes, think about that's that. That's all I gotta say. Think about that. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, that's a post text about still breathing. Watch it; it's a good movie. It's it's all right. Good movie. I think you'll uh, fall asleep after the. It first. is available through through Freebie. <laughs> you already <laughs> talked about Freebie last week. Though. I did not. I did not have the opportunity to watch this on Freebie because I was pressed for time and I had a free movie on my Prime, so I just did the free rental. Yeah. Um. But had I have had the time, I would have watched this on Freebie because uh, Freebie is America's great streaming service. Are you going to champion Freebie? If from you now don't on? watch movies on Freebie, what are you doing? <laughs> I think this is going to. It's just. It's new- an authentic cable TV experience without the cable. This is your new bit you're going to be doing. Oh, no, just get really into Freebie. You're going to, every episode from Amazon now on, Free- you're going to talk about Freebie. Yeah, check out Freebie, guys. Okay, uh, you but, won't regret it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't really think I have any thoughts to this Do movie. You know Judge mean, Judy is now a Freebie original. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, uh, I mean, I don't really have any thoughts outside of the fact that this is Fraser's last movie before George yeah. of the Jungle. So I don't want to say too much because we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to the retrospective um, looking back. So maybe we should hold off yeah. on broader thoughts. Yeah, I've, I very much think that that's a smart idea. But I think but I don't really have any other thoughts about this movie in particular. It's OK. It's all right. It does. It achieves its goal. It's some for some people, it's yeah. not for others. Not I don't think I'd watch it again. I'm going to buy this on 4K Ultra HD, play it every night. Before I go to bed. What are you What are you gonna do while you watch it? We gotta talk about that. Uh, yeah. That's that's us. All right. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to or listening to our episode on. Um, I was about to say Love Actually for some reason. Still breathing. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we all available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. Jeff I, is fumbling his words. I right am <laughs> just. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Travolting Pod on Twitter or Instagram. R slash Travolting on Reddit. Travolting Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find me on the floor salivating. Also on Twitter <laughs> at Jeff W Sweeney. You can find me on Instagram and also sitting across from Jeff while he's on the floor salivating <laughs> at Stuart Elman 85. And so a special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design and Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme music. Have a great rest of your week, folks. And I'm still breathing. <laughs>